Welcome to Prepped. My name is John Wood. Prepped is a series of interviews to focus on hospitality operations, but particularly right now, on how the sector is adapting during these unprecedented times with COVID-19. My background? Well, I'm a Michelin star chef with over 35 years of experience of running some of the world's best restaurants and hotels across four continents. And I'm the co-founder of Kitchen Cut. Throughout this podcast series, I'll be speaking to a variety of operators and experts to see how they're doing, what their current situation is, and what their recommendations are for the future. So join me on this episode, and as always, you can send me any questions or simply connect on Twitter at PreppedJohnWood. We are very honoured today to have with us Professor David Foskett, MBE, previously Dean and Head of School of Hospitality and Tourism at University of West London. Professor David Foskett is a member of the Royal Academy of Arts, the Craft Guild of Chefs, and a fellow of the Institute of Hospitality. He sits on numerous committees advising on hospitality, education and training, has carried out extensive research in hospitality in the food industry. He is co-author of Practical Cookery Levels 1, 2 and 3, Theory of Hospitality and Catering, Food and Beverage Management and Hospitality Supervision. These books have sold over 2 million copies and used in over 140 countries. He has won many awards over the last 40 years, including the Queen's Anniversary Award for Exemplary Hospitality and Education. In 2016, he was appointed a Chair of International Olympiad and International Council in India. And he is on the Management Committee of the Craft Guild of Chefs, Royal Academy of Culinary Arts, member of the Education Board at AT Sunrise, the Global Chef Academy in Singapore, and in 2005, he was awarded an MBE by Her Majesty the Queen. David, welcome. How are you today? Very well, thank you. Firstly, David, um, how is everything going for you? you know, what does your day consist of now? What, what, are, you, what are you up to? Well, uh, my day consists of uh, catching up with some of the uh, writings and um, documents I have to do. Um, I'm constantly on the phone to people asking me, advise, uh, trying to advise them after lockdown, um, where they think the industry is going to go. What, what one can only assume, one doesn't know when the lockdown is going to end. But I think one's got to be positive. I'm, I'm giving lectures to uh, students in India on a regular basis, doing interviews like this. And what I say to students in India is, you know, we've come through two world wars. We've, we've had problems before. I mean, we do live in unprecedented times, but we will get over this. We will come through this and we will learn a lot from it. So I think for young people, we've got to be positive. We have to be positive. There will be a vaccine. I'm confident there will be a vaccine. There may even be a cure. Who knows? We are all in this together and we have to pull together. And the industry, the hospitality industry, has to pull together. They have to share their knowledge of what's going to happen after the lockdown. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. And, and, and who, who do you think? I mean, you know the industry, the hospitality industry, extremely well, and you speak with a lot of people. Who do you think is going to be most affected by this pandemic? Well, I think that, first of all, coming out, I think, well, we've already seen this. The small sandwich bars, cafes, they will be the first to return. And we've already seen it with Pret-a-Manger, yeah? And then I think it will be casual dining. I think the, the, the struggle will be um, fine dining. I think there will be less money around. There will be less corporate money around. And I think they're the ones that are going to struggle most, to be honest with you. 
Um, eventually they will get back, uh, but that's going to take some time. I think pubs is going to be another problem. Who knows? And travel, international travel, well, that's obviously going to be affected in the short term, not in the long term, because um, people have an ins insatiable appetite to travel the world. Tourism will rebound, especially once there's a vaccine, and we will be back to some sort of normality, if there is such a thing as normality. Um, so one's got to be positive, but it's going to be a slow, I believe it'll be a slow recovery. Yeah. Uh, and what, what would, do you think people should be doing during lockdown to, uh, at the moment for restaurants and hotels to so they come out sort of stronger and leaner and fitter out the other side? What do you think they should be doing at the moment? Well, I think they should be very carefully looking at their business, where they are now, where they're going to be in the future. Coming out of this, obviously money, I think, will be tighter. I don't think people will have as much money in the short term. And therefore, they've got to look at their menus very, very carefully. They've got to give better value for money. They've got to look at their staffing very carefully. They've certainly got to cut down on waste, but they've got to have much more operational control, control of costs, much more in the future than they have in the past. That's absolutely crucial. Um, and many restaurants haven't really got a grip of costs and wastes, um, and that's that's going to be the key to survival in the future. And skills, making sure the people you employ have got the skills to reduce waste, to actually uh, operate the operational control. The chef of the future has got to know more about the management of the kitchen, the tighter management of the kitchen, and the operational control to actually reduce cost and avoid wastage. And I think that is key to survival. And you've got to start looking at that very, very carefully, more so today than you have in the past. And start doing that now, yeah? And start, we'll start doing that now, yeah? If you don't understand operational control, then uh, tight operational control, then you've got to start to learn it now. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to start running as a real tight business operation. Yeah. And, 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 you know, history is always, we always learn from history and, and from various crises that we've had over the year. I know we haven't had huge ones like this before. Uh, what do you think the industry can learn from this? Well, I think they've got to learn that, well, it's very important to learn from one another. I think that's key. And I think there's been a lot of failings in the past that people haven't listened to, what, to one another. And I think listening is very, very important and talking and communicating what, your fellow restaurants are doing. I think professional bodies are very important in regard to education and training, uh, listening. I always say listening is more important than speaking. That's why you've got two ears and one mouth. Um, and I think the, the lessons to be learned from this are very, very clear that businesses can go down very, very quickly. You know, and for example, so many businesses have said to me, and I've seen it in the media, I've only got two weeks, three weeks, four weeks of cash flow. And I think you've got to be look at your business much more longer term and try to build up that cash flow, um, which is absolutely crucial. And of course, what you've got to look at this is where are your costs? Your costs are labor. You've got to really look at your labor costs. 
that's absolutely key. And I think the lessons to be learned from government that who are the key workers? Yeah. Yeah? I mean, that's absolutely crucial. The key workers are the people in the food chain. In our industry, we're part of the food chain. We're, feed, we're feeding people. Hospitality underpins the economy. Yeah. Tourism underpins the economy. And I think that's the lessons that the, the government got to learn. Where are you going to pay for all this in the future? It's going to be taxation. Who's going to earn that, that taxation? It is the hospitality business. It is the hotels. And we've got to look at that very, very carefully. And the politicians have got to start looking at who keeps the country going? Who are the key workers? And I think people that have got to be valued more in the service sector. And, and that has been a major failing of our education system, of the political system who are failing to recognize the importance of the service sector. Yeah. And that's a big lesson to be learned um, during this time. I mean, tourism brings in huge revenues into this country and, and people and the knock on effect of tourism. So you're bringing people in, you're staying in hotels, we're providing food for them, we're providing accommodation. But the knock on effect into a leisure industry, into you know, people going out to the theatres and things like that, it has a huge knock on effect. And without that and without hospitality supporting that, everything gets affected there afterwards. Absolutely. I mean, um, hospitality, people say that hospitality is part of tourism. I couldn't disagree more. Tourism is a part of hospitality, if you like. Exactly. Hospitality is not just about tourism. You know, we are feeding people in hospitals, care homes, especially at the moment. It's absolutely vital. And look at the great work that the restaurants are doing in feeding the NHS. Yeah. You know, I, I had a call from a doctor, Dr. Abby, who was with us in India, and he was at Northwick Park Hospital at the moment, um, looking after COVID-19 patients. And he said, can you get us some food? Yeah. And I rang um, Enzo Oliveira and uh, he said, no problem, he'll organise it. So he sent out food to Harrow, Northwick Park Harrow. You know, the hospitality goes beyond that. We're, we're looking at, the, the, you know, the armed services. There's so much in hospitality is beyond just tourism. And if we come back, what I think is important, we've got to learn at this stage for restaurateurs is, when you go back and you open up your restaurant, it's a new opening. That's how you've got to look at it. Look at it differently. This is a new opening. And my advice, to restaurateurs is it's rebrand yourself. Look at rebranding. Look at how you sell yourself as a new opening. Yes, you may have been around for the last 10, 15 years, but you're opening up to a different climate, a different environment, and brand yourself as a new opening. Yeah, that, that's, that's really important, yeah. Yeah, is, is, is to understand that you know, you can't just uh, just come back as you did before and expect the business to return back. No, like it did. no, you can't. You've got to look at it totally differently. Yeah, and and what do you think is sort of the the looking at a slightly separate subject? You know, in education. So, what's your sort of thoughts on the, the future of education in hospitality, particularly? You know, um, and where do you see that going in in, in the future in the UK? Let's, let's focus on that first. Yeah. Well, I think that just before the lockdown, 
I felt that in my career, this was the worst time for hospitality education uh, that I've ever experienced because a number of training restaurants were closing. FE wasn't getting the funding. Universities didn't really want hospitality training restaurants. They saw it as low status knowledge. They don't see it as a business. A lot of vice chancellors see it as cooking and waiting. And many of them only want to keep the restaurant open for their own private use. Mm. And I've seen this time and time again. I think that hospitality education was probably in the worst state it's ever been before the lockdown. After the lockdown, I think the government have got to rethink completely about education, about further education, about skills. I do not believe that now that hospitality education should remain in universities or because many of them don't want it anyway. Uh, there should be specialist centers for hospitality education, um, like Westminster Kingsway, like University College Birmingham, um, who do the full range of skills from level two to level seven. I, I, otherwise, I just can't see a future for hospitality education in this country, certainly like it was 20 years ago, 30 years ago. It's yeah. probably, it's, as I said, it's probably the worst state. I think the apprenticeship system, as one, as the direct, as one of the directors of City and Guild said, the apprenticeship system, the government have created an absolute monster. You know, you don't have enough specialist hospitality educators around the right good quality courses outside of the college or university system. Uh, the college and university system over the years has produced some very, very good courses. I validated many courses in, in universities and colleges, which are very good. They're very fit, very much fit for purpose. The idea that you can give all this over to industry and the people first, to me, is an absolute nonsense. And I think that's why we've let, we've got this absolute monster uh, of an apprenticeship uh, system which is not they're not my words that's one of the directors of, 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 of city and guilds um i think we have to have a complete reset a complete rethink of where we are if we look at singapore in singapore the apprenticeship scheme is run is directed by the minister of finance because it's called skills for the future underpinning the economy I think that they've got it absolutely right in Singapore. And I think we have to learn from other countries. And many of the time we don't learn from, you know, places like Germany, Switzerland, who've got very good apprenticeship schemes. Yeah. I think the one for hospitality, it may work outside of hospitality, but I don't see a great deal of evidence uh, of it working. I think some of the um, degree apprenticeships are okay but certainly at level two and level three i think it's an absolute disaster if i'm honest yeah i think you know when you look at uh, places like at sunrise in singapore hong kong where andreas is and even when we go to ihm in, in, in india i mean there's a huge amount of learning that we can bring back to the uk huge huge they do it so well don't they they do it so so well and a place like india you know <laughs> I'm sorry to say, but they do it better than us. 
Yeah. They did work better than us. And their students are very, very employable. Yeah. Very employable. As, as you know, you've seen. Yeah. Um, um, uh, Hong Kong, uh, Andreas in Hong Kong, phenomenal, phenomenal uh, institution. Fantastic. One of the best in the world. Eight-story culinary block. Um, Mrs. Kwam in Singapore, her Global Chef Academy, world class, world class. Yeah. Um, you can't praise it enough. Yeah. Um, and you know, there are places like here, like Westminster, UCB, who are excellent centres, world class centres. Yeah. But to be honest with you, they, they, they struggle. They, they battle against the system. And this is very difficult. They should be more autonomous and allowed to do what they do best and, and put courses together. That w but why they have to follow these ridiculous apprenticeship schemes where they could put one together uh, far more effective, better value for money, and better suits the industry and the apprentice. Yeah, yeah that's very true. Brilliant. David, um, as always, it's an absolute pleasure speaking to you and, and you know, your font of knowledge is, is incredible. Stay safe, keep healthy. Yeah. And we'll catch up soon and thank you yeah, again for your time. I can do to help, I'm very happy to. Brilliant. Thank you, okay. David, and, and thanks for your time and have a great day. And you, thank you. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Next time I'll be talking to Managing Director of Space International, one of the UK's leading hospitality recruiters, who has a wealth of knowledge and experience in the hospitality sector. Hope you can join us, and until then, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Prepped John Wood. And make sure you follow Prepped on all major podcast platforms so you never miss out. Until then, stay safe, everyone.